Good morning, good afternoon, good day. Somewhere we're alive and we're dreaming and we're having a good time. Welcome to another edition of Motivational Sundays with Kevin and Friends. Now, let me search the back of my mind. This show was originally created from one of the more than 300 motivational quotes that I had created for the contents of my book. I was always curious, and after studying human behavior, how some quotes landed on other people. Whether there's words that just lay there on the page or were there a conversation that needed to be had? Well, with that said, based on interpretation and perception, we created this show. We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hi, my name is Kevin McLemore. I am your show host. I am joined with Christopher and Gilda James. I'm also joined with Otis. He's the voice of our show now. He doesn't know it, but uh, I'm promoting <laughs> there. We have um, Denise Lopes. And um, don't get excited. And I, I know I get a lot of fanfare about having Chrissy Everett on here, whatever. And they talk about her tennis game and how strong it's done. But it's just like everything in life. You know, we shift, we redirect. And here we go. Chris Everett, she is now a working actress, which most of my, my team on here are all working, striving act, actors, writers, poets, and so forth on this show. And they come here in order to, uh, to kind of express what a quote is. Is it beyond just an emotion? So you are also welcome. This show is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Um, our purpose is hope, helping other people every day. And so with that said, here we go. And Otis, if you don't mind, Denise Lopes brought us this quote today. And I don't remember the origin or who created this quote. And maybe Denise will bring that up. But Otis, the voice of the show, can you tell us the quote for our listeners today? Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. The truth is, none of us really know how much someone else is hurting. We could be standing right beside someone who is completely broken and have no idea. Be kind, always. All right, all right, all right. Denise, how you doing? I'm okay, I'm okay. Looking like Cleopatra Jones. I said that earlier in the show. All fine. All right. For those of you that are just listening, I feel sorry for you if you just uh, listen to us on audio. But if you happen to go over to our uh, YouTube page at RMK Production, I'm going to tell you, we got some beautiful people in this show and you should meet them personally. All right, Denise, with that said, uh, how does this quote land on you? Uh, this quote is very personal. Um, next week is going to be a year that my uncle committed suicide. Oh my so uh, it was out of the blue. Um, so this quote, we didn't know what he was going through. We did not know he was talking to my mom, talking to everybody, because we were um, going to celebrate my mom's 60th birthday in Cape Verde Island. It was three days before I left the U.S. Um, so it was a complete shock and uh, nobody. And when I went to the funeral, everybody was like, you were there for everyone. You always listen to our problems, but you couldn't come to us with your problems. So it's like you never, never know what somebody's going through. Uh, it's always good to be kind because sometimes that's all that person needs, a smile, somebody to say hello for that day, for them to uh, keep living and not give up. Um, so for me, I've experienced um, suicide a few times. So this quote is very, uh, very uh, personal to me. Uh, I'll be kind to anybody. Sometimes the person that's being unkind to you is the person that needs it the most. Uh, so for me, it's like be kind to anybody. If somebody's rude to you, um, somebody insults you, just ask them, are you okay? 
is there anything I could do for you? Because if you're insulting me, that means something is wrong with you. So that's what I get it. Like, be kind. Make sure you check on people. Sometimes the strongest ones are the ones that need it the most. Um, no truer words said um, than coming from um, a child or a loved one that has lost someone, a friend or whatever. And uh, again, we've all lost someone. And again, I, I know this is heavy on your heart. We spoke before. And I appreciate you bringing this this share. And for anyone that's listening to this podcast, um, motivation quotes are emotions. And emotions are attached to another human being, a living spirit. Um, and this is the reaction of uh, someone's heart put into words. So with that said, um, Gilda and Christopher James being married over, you know, over couple hundred years you know <laughs> I, I remember i remember watching some of the uh old reels of you guys playing uh, soccer with moses and his kids so uh, i remember back in the day jesus says hello uh, <laughs> how, how does this quote land on you two um guilty i'm a southern boy i'm always gonna let a lady go first well my it's just my nature to be nice to people you know, regardless of whatever they're going through. You know, because I know for me, you know, I would like for someone to say, hi, how you doing? Or smile, you know, anything to show some type of connection. So I, it's just me, my personality to try to be nice to everyone. Uh, I, and I agree with you. And, and it's amazing because we've all have crossed paths with someone that just wakes up on the other side of the bed, um, pillow on the floor, uh, slippers being chewed up by the dogs and whatever. And just for some reason, they step out in the world and when they greet you, you know, you say hello and you regret saying hello um, just because they're dealing with something. And a lot of times, um, like like the quote said, we never know what someone is going through and, um, and how much they're hurting. And um, you could be standing right beside someone and never know. But sometimes if you're that, you're that recipient of a kind word during the, during the day, be open to having yeah. someone love you unconditioned and be open to have someone be kind to you just because they're a stranger. We don't have to carry our bag, bag of rocks and just randomly toss them at people just because. We have to understand that, you know, rocks and stones and whatever are sometimes the foundation of what we all stand on. Um, we don't need to destroy someone else's because we, we have not lived or been built on a strong foundation. So with that said, I don't want to get too didactic here. Um, matter of fact, I, I learned that word at my first rejection letter uh, when I was trying to get published. Thank you, editor over at Random House um, for teaching me that word. I had to Google it. Oh, at that time, I used a dictionary. No Google existed back then. So, um, you know, a motivational book and someone tells you you're too didactic. And for someone that doesn't um, understand what didactic is, it means that you're preachy. I'm going, what do you think motivational speakers do? <laughs> so with that said, Otis, um, you, if you don't mind doing a quote and give us uh, your, your take on how this quote lands on you. Certainly. The truth is, none of us really know how someone else is hurting. We could be standing right beside someone who is completely broken and have no idea. Be kind, always. There are two situations that... That, that ring a bell. It's something very emotional. 
Years ago, I had a very good friend who happened to call me on the telephone. And apparently he was on drugs. And he said, I want to die. And I told him he couldn't do that. And I said, where are you? I'll go there to help you out. And if you wanted to, I'm sorry, if you wanted to die, I was going to die with you. So you never know that anything can happen and you always want to be close to people and care for them. Otis, we love you, man. We love you. And, you know, I, I heard a sports announcer um, I can't even remember his name, but he uh, was receiving um, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he had um, done, was doing battle with um, cancer. And um, he, he said this, and I re remember it like it was yesterday. He says, when you, you, you get to a point in life and you're struggling and you get to the point where um, you're ready to give up and can't go on. He says, lean on me and I'll carry you through. And he says, that what, that's what made him fight every single day is sometimes he didn't have to carry the load. And when people reach out to you um, like that, that's what they're asking you to, do, to carry the load. So um, I appreciate you on this show, Motivational Sundays, um, of being vulnerable and allow. And Denise is yourself. We've all experienced this. And October will come around and you know we'll share a story about one of our host that was on the show that unexpectedly we lost on, on here and um barbara we do miss you um but people don't know um and a lot of times because we we don't want someone else to carry the the burden we we don't always share but i will tell you a secret eyes don't lie when you talk to someone look at someone in, in uh in their eyes their eyes will tell you what's going on in in, in their heart and like denise said when someone's venting, attacking you, putting you down, whatever, a lot of times it's a reflection of what's going on inside them. You know, instead of defending your position, whatever, step back a little bit, exhale, and ask, are you okay? It's hard to be upset with someone that's trying to love you back. So with that said, uh, Chris, um, this quote, the truth is none of us really know what someone else is uh, how someone else is hurting. You could be standing right beside them. You could be walking with them hand in hand, could be working with them every single day and have no idea that they're broken. A caveat to this is always be kind to someone. How does this land on you? Well, um, yeah, because I just want to say my heart goes out to those who have shared so far. Um, and the hurt that you feel from what uh, what has happened over the over the years, um, yeah, I, I don't even know if I can add much to to you know what has already been said about this about this quote. You know, um, I can often find myself. Uh, just like the first reaction is to judge someone 
for something that they're doing, they said, or they may not even open their mouth and, and you know, <laughs> here comes my judgment, right? And I have to really, you know, I really have to stop and 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 catch myself and just say, hey, hey, hold on, who are you? <laughs> right? It's like, don't do that. And the next thought that comes out of my mouth is we're the same, 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 you know? So whatever I might be, whatever hurt, pain, whatever joy, even that I might be feeling, they could be feeling that same pain or joy or whatever. So, you know, when I see that quote, and I'm just going to look at it again to make sure I'm staying on task here. Um, yeah, so my my second is like, okay, yeah, we're the same. And, and the be kind thought is what comes next, right? It's like, I can't, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? So um, I guess that's that's all I have to say about that. And, and Chris, not only that, that you are a talented um, gift to this world in the acting uh, space and the creative space and, and so forth. And I know I, I, I joke about your uh, success as a pro tennis player. Uh, <laughs> I know people are Googling, say, God, Chris Everett's on there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I will say um, being a good human being is hard. Um, to do. Uh, receiving a good human being is even harder to, to do. Mm. Um, but being good starts with you. It's where you stand right now. Uh, so, um, Otis, if you want to deliver this quote one last time, I, I give my share. And Chris didn't share yet. The other Chris, only one Chris share. Yeah, it's uh, Christopher and uh, Chrissy Everett. Uh, so I apologize. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> the truth is, none of us really know how much someone else is hurting. We could be standing right beside someone who is completely broken and have no idea. Be kind, always. Um, it's, it's funny, when Denise um, gave me this quote, um, I had just released an interview that I had did last week with Robert Cool Bell, um, a member of Cool in the Gang, and one of my good friends. And I normally don't have a conversation with her, you know, when she gives me her uh, feedback. And she always critiques me extremely hard. There's always something wrong. I never get a comment based on um, the content of what I've said. She always corrects me on my posture. She says, Are you reading off your notes? Um, why is your head down in that position or whatever? And, you know, after talking to Denise, him, we talked about the quote that she was bringing this week. I said, you know, um, the same thing that you guys said, when, when you're going through stuff, you never share it with the people that you should be sharing it with. So uh, once a month, I meet with a group of people that are in the same space. Um, I've had multiple concussions um, during the course of my time as an athlete. Um, March 2nd, 2019, hopefully I got the day right. I received the, probably the blow, you know, the shot that was heard across the, the world. I got another concussion on, on my job, uh, in the gym. I got hit with a barbell and it wiped my memory, um, completely wiped my memory 
lucky for me, I keep a daily journal. So someone with a traumatic brain injury um, has to force himself to fit in into what we know is life, what we take for granted. So no one ever knows is that if you ever see um, with my head down and it looks like I'm reading off of a note or whatever, what happens is, is that I get a strong arch of pain that shoots through. And in order for me to kind of relieve the tension, sometimes I close my eyes, um, I adjust my head and look down, and sometimes it locks into to a place. So when she commented on the fact that how many times I said, um, I thought about what Tony Robbins said. He said, when someone is counting how many times you say, um, they can care less about what you're saying and look for fault in you. And a lot of times they're projecting fault against themselves. So when I look at people that's critiquing me and I said, you know, I, I don't want to tell everyone that sometimes I struggle, you know, having a concussion affects my uh, vision in my left eye. Sometimes um, you'll, you'll see that I'll, I'll, I'll have trouble finding a word when you hear me. Um, um, I stutter and I fight and I've trained myself not to stutter. And that's kind of uh, some of the things. And I won't go into all, all the all the things, but a lot of times the people that have a brain injury, the reason why suicide rate is so high amongst men is a lot of times that we don't deal well with emotions. Christmas time, 40% of the suicides are um, during the course of the month is uh, with black men. So it's higher with people that have uh, um, mental illness with black men. Women seem to deal with it um, a little bit better because you guys talk amongst yourself. Um, sometimes the advice women give other people are not the best advice, but they're giving some advice. Men don't seek out any advice. So th these are things that um, you deal with. And when you get criticism, I always say that your critics are not always wrong, but they're not always right. And this quote supports that sometimes you don't know what someone else is going through. I have a hashtag and this has come through personal experience of a 12-hour shift on my job. I took a counter to find out how many positive interactions I had with people. At the end of 12 hours, I had 1,000 um, positive interactions that I accounted. So the hashtag is find 1,000 reasons to be kind to someone. And granted, there are days that I've walked past people and I've said, good morning, how are you doing? And they've walked past me like I didn't exist. Uh -huh. Sometimes I say, good morning, how are you doing? And they tell me how they're doing. And it's probably not the best conversation. Did I ever regret asking it? But I sit there and listen. And I, I said, God will be with you. All right. Um, it's very easy to respond negative to someone else. It's very easy to not care about someone else. But it's hard to let someone else care about you. You know, sometimes let it go. Sometimes let it out. And sometimes don't let it even matter. All right. So I don't know for my listeners how this quote is going to land on you today, but we're all in a place where we need to be right now. It may not be where we want to be, but that's where we need to be. And believe it or not, what I say motivation is motivation is um, your feet hitting the floor and getting a second chance at life. Inspiration is putting your right foot in front of your left foot and head it either towards something that has a greater purpose in your life or head um, for something that you've dreamed about in every single life. But standing still is like a weed waiting to die. Just live and be kind to someone. So with that said, you know, 
I'm going to wrap this show up, but I'm going to go. Uh, Kevin, you still didn't have Chris. <laughs> Chris has to. Oh, I'm sorry. You know something? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got, I got two. I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could just cut you off. All right. Chris, what do you think about the quote? I'm going to ask you today. Christopher, go ahead. That's the second time you've done that. Thank you. And that's that's the head motion. Go ahead, Chris. Please, you're beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I was perfectly content to hear Kevin. Uh, but um here's here's what that thought brings to my mind. Um and everyone here has touched on it uh to some point, uh Kevin just most recently. Um it's in the passing of a person and the, the uh, casual, hey, how you doing? Or uh, in New York, what's up? Um, you can do that very same thing in most all the Southern states and you'll get about a five minute conversation. Mm. We'll fine today, but yesterday was not so good or whatever. And it'll always end up, and how are you doing? The bottom line is there's, there's a communication, there's, there's a reaching out that people still do not quite as much in the closed off states as we have here up north but um there is this old we call old southern upbringing where you, you simply want to talk and you, and you understand that communication with anybody is a lot better than sitting there with all that stuff in your head and even if what you come out with um in the conversation is only a half true or on the top of whatever's bothering you at least it's a release in most cases, uh, just that release will be enough for you to deal with whatever you, you have on the inside, uh, you know, to continue a uh, safe existence. Um, I like to think that that quote pretty much is um, what a social worker would, make, would primarily think every single day. I, you know, consider myself a social worker. I've got a couple of papers on the wall that agree with that from universities and authorities, whatever. Bottom line is this, you can never tell uh, how much hurt a person has inside. You can look in the eyes, you can have the conversation, you'll see, you'll, you'll scratch the surface. But if you buy into the idea that no matter who you're talking to, no matter what the circumstance, there is always something else inside that they would like to either convey or at least have some help dealing with, then you'll have a better idea of how people work how each and every one of us work. I, was, I said before, Otis, you're golden. Dude, you, you just have the, have the heart that um, you know, belongs to God. But, I, and, and, and this is not so much a warning, but it, it's a bit of personal reflection. Um, my wife has a saying that bad things comes in threes. And uh, a few years back, um, we had uh, several deaths in the family. And they were, they, were, they, were in group, they were in groups of three, but there were three groups of three. And uh, we had nine really close relatives pass away. And each time, uh, I don't know if it's my, my instinct, my maybe whatever, I thought that I would have to be the person who would have to take care of it. And I did. In every single case, uh, the minute I was alerted that there was someone uh, passing, I was there to support, I was there to help all of those remaining and I felt that, that that was my job. That was what I had to do without any question. Uh, on the uh, ninth passing, the ninth passing was my father-in-law, um, whom 
uh, no, told told us this story once before. The uh, last time I saw him, I kissed him on the forehead. He said, get out of here with that kissing stuff. We don't do that anymore here. I said, well, Dad, just in case this is the last time I see you, I want to make sure that I, 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 I say goodbye properly. And he, in fact, died maybe three months after that. Um, we've always heard of people who go into therapy. The first thing we think is, oh, that's too bad. That person needed therapy. Um, what we don't realize until we've gone to therapy, how therapy helps, how therapy allows us to better uh, construct what happened in our life to make our life full and complete. Um, after my father's passing, I went into therapy because I recognized that I wasn't, I wasn't right anymore. I wasn't okay. Couldn't do what I wanted to do. And more importantly, people were re recognizing that. And after maybe uh, half a dozen in inquiries, like, hey, how are you really? Uh, I went into therapy. Uh, and it was there I, I recognized uh, that it was, I think my therapist called it a Superman syndrome or some crap, but I, she said that you thought you could handle it all. And uh, you, you forgot that the most important tool that any mechanic has is himself. And you, you failed to take care of that. So anyway, uh, Otis, um, yeah, but everyone here, everyone present, realize that we'll always have that tendency to want to help. And we'll always do all that we can to help. But in that process, in that very same vein of you never know what's going on inside that, that person, keep in mind that a lot of times that other person could very well be yourself. Mm -hmm. And you may one day run out. That's me. That's it. That, that was um, a very powerful um, message, not only in encouraging, um, it takes courage um, to have the conversation that we had or having right now. You guys are all heroes um, amongst heroes. And, <laughs> and I thank you. I just want to make sure, because in this, this day and day and age, we get criticized and canceled for breathing. So uh, I just want to make sure in the event that those people are out there that are trying to find fault with something we're doing for good and whatever, um, you're not my kryptonite. You know, I am not vulnerable to you. My team is not vulnerable to you. But this conversation, you have to be open for because no matter what happens, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, lost in the woods, whatever the case may be and whatever, we are we all are going through um, something. I want to say this right right now, since we brought it up to the Mara family, Mike, Marianne, and Nikki, um, my hearts go out with you. Um, Nikki, I mean, Jason Mara was a young man that grew up with my kids at 28 years years of age after signing his uh, record deal with Sony Records two weeks afterwards. Um, he passed away, um, passed away an hour after we had did the reading, uh, finished reading at the Roxbury Film Festival. You know, the first phone call that I received was the loss of that. And to my shock and dismay, I had to um, go on with, with my day and have a very positive conversation with my new agent and my new lawyer um, that, that actually represents Tyler Perry. So um, I had to have that conversation. So uh, to the Mary family, my heart goes out with you. Um, and I like to dedicate this show um, to a talent that was taken away from us way too soon. 
and I'm hoping I'm hoping his younger brother Nikki, which is a concert pianist, picks up the ball and runs like hell with it through life. So with, with that said, I want to go around the horn. I want to find out what um, Otis is doing um, today. You know, if you got something that you know, I like to promote my guests because all my guests on here are, are talented. I'm going to nudge Denise a little bit because Denise and I are both have um, books that we should be putting out soon. Um, so Otis, what's up? Well, even with uh, Gilder and Chris, all three of us, we just recently auditioned for a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island commercial. Uh, so let's see what happens and good luck to all of us. <laughs> and to, to that casting agency, uh, or that director, uh, don't say no to these guys. Just say yes. Matter matter of fact, um, you may need therapy. Just say yes every time they show up. Give them the part. What the hell? <laughs> Chris Everett, how are you doing? What's going on with your life? I'm doing very well. Uh, things are going really well in my life. Um, right now, I am understudying a, a play called Stew, which is playing up in beautiful Gloucester. So again, if you're in Massachusetts, come on up to Gloucester and check us out. Um, a really powerful play with about three generations of black women uh, sharing and having that experience, having an experience. So uh, doing that and um, going into rehearsal for my next play, which will be happening in September. And that's starting at the uh, end of July. And I, I personally will make making making a point to come back up to the Roxbury area to see you perform live and, and be a Wonderful. fan. And I, I pay for tickets for all of my my friends. I'm not one of those people. Um, I, I like to support because I know your 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 landlord, your mortgage company, and your uh, your auto loan people all need support. So I like to you know make my deposit. And um, just go. remember that to to people that have people in the business. That's what a real friend will do. Now, if they reject it after that and they give you a free ticket, enjoy the ride. There right. you go. At least make the <laughs> offer. Uh, Christopher and Gilda, uh, congratulations on the audition. Always have an opportunity. That's what hope is all about. Just giving a chance to, to let someone know you exist. Um, what's going on with you? We were on vacation when that uh, uh, job opportunity came in. So we were at uh, my daughter's house in San Antonio, Texas. Luckily, I brought my uh, laptop, but it was it was quite uh, quite the adventure. We we're trying to find a spot in her house to do a self tape, and it was. Uh, uh, well, I, I'll say this: uh, had it been five years ago, it would have been running back to the offices of Boston Casting to do the self tape or to do the actual audition. So the self tape idea was great. We mm -hmm. we rapidly uh, set up an area in the house that had no distractions and fairly well lit. And uh, as soon as I finished my self-tape, Gilda got the, uh, the, um, audit, well, the uh, opening for a female. Uh, Next day. Save, yes. Next you know. day. So we had to reset the uh, area up again. But uh, it, it sort of was the um, nice crowning cap of a really great vacation. We had a beautiful seven days in San Antonio. I think mm. one day it may have been under 100 degrees, but other than that, it was like 103 degrees every day. Mm. Uh, but it was beautiful. We had the grandchildren, we had the great grandchildren all around. And then we sort of topped it off with the 4th of July celebration, where uh, that neighborhood that my daughter lives in 
it seems that they go to war on the 4th of July. There are explosions everywhere. I mean, the middle of the street, rockets going off in every direction. And amazingly, nobody ever gets hurt. Like I said, it's That's amazing. That's about as fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You had a good All time. Right. All right. I'm glad you guys had a good time and welcome back. And uh, happy 4th, uh, even though it's after the 4th, too. To everyone that celebrates America, uh, happy Juneteenth. For everyone that um, doesn't understand America, we celebrate that, too. Um, I got to worry with words. <laughs> um, Denise Lope, um, DL, um, I know you're working on a book. I'm going to keep nudging you. That's, that's why. You, almost, almost, almost done. That's why we keep going. Hey, um, and just to let you guys know, if any of you guys have a book, um, that you want to promote, you can come on my podcast talking with Kevin and son. I love writers. I love authors. I love people that put books out there. Um, they say, and I said, I'm again. So if you count, I'm probably going to say three or four more. So don't worry about it. You can put that <laughs> pen. But, you know, they say that people don't like to read anymore. You know, but if you put out a good book, I mean, how do you, how do you find uh, the, the love of reading? when you say you hate reading you find a book that you love so denise i've read one of your books love it can't wait to the next one and if you guys um want to find a reason to love pick up one of De denise's books you know denise lope denise lope she'll tell you about the titles denise let, let's talk yeah. about your, your old books and your new books that you're working on and yeah my old you. book um dana's poems is uh healing through poetry uh, I wrote it uh, while going through my divorce. So it came out in, uh, during COVID. And that's how I, when I published it. So today I have a radio interview to discuss my book. That one, the older one and the, the one coming out. Um, so it should be fun. I'm nervous because that's my first interview for the book. Because during COVID, I didn't do anything. I didn't do any book signing. Um, I had a lot of fe good feedback. Um, last Thursday, uh, I, I was uh, part of the first Gay Virgin um, Poetry Festival. So I got to recite some of my poems and I got good feedbacks and people bought my book over there too. Nice. Um, and this week I had 4th of July and 5th of July because 5th of July is the independence of Gayvern. So I had people over both times. So it was fun. Um, and I just came from vacation for my mom's birthday in Tampa. She liked it. She, it was her first time in Florida. So, um, and um, I'm looking forward to my interview today. It's at mm -hmm. four o'clock. So, um, and that book should be done before August 1st. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. That's wait, the deadline for my right. second book. <laughs> wait a minute. Did, did everyone here say that she is going to have that book done by August 1st? <laughs> All right. I heard. All right. Yes, yes. That's the deadline. That's right now. They don't, they're not letting me <laughs> pass that one. All right. So this is what we're going to do August 1st. What we're going to do, we're going to set up um, the week after August 1st. <laughs> And we're going to have you do a reading on Motivational Sundays of your book. Nice. All right. So you're going to read a couple, a couple of um, your, your your poems, talk about it, how it came about and whatever. We're going to we're going to do the whole Motivational Sunday show about you and uh, your yeah. book and promote it. <laughs> All right. We'll get used to it. See, that's the, <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about what we do here. It's not about me. Um, and I remember someone said, you know, when we first started this show, why is everything about you? Why has it got mm -hmm. your name on it or whatever? And I said, you know, it's very rare in the, the space of media that someone allows you to, to have a seat at the table with them. 
um, all I had was a chair when I came in. You guys came in and built the table. So so now it's a family affair. And for those those of you that are listening, that are too shy to sit on the sideline, we're the only podcast that allows you to, to jump in, talk about how, how you feel, share something you're doing, promote what you're doing and whatever. Who knows who's watching this show? You may not have to stand in line for your next audition. You may have the golden voice like Otis and automatically say, you know, that's the voice I want for my next State Farm commercial or, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we, we I teased uh, Denise about having such a wonderful look, both her and Chris Everett. You know, who knows if they ever do a modern version or the story of Chris Everett or anybody else, whatever. You guys may be, get cast the same way the little girl that sung Little Mermaid, you know, brown sugar underwater. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you never know. So I thank you to my listeners for sitting in and sharing this space. We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you like what you've heard, go to our YouTube page at RMK Productions and Network. And if you want to follow us, you know, I'm not going to beg you. You know, the numbers mm-hmm. to me don't matter unless you care, because I, I only surround myself with people that have a higher call to action, people that get involved. But subscribe if you like. Don't just be a, a, a fan. Be part of the family. Um, I enjoy this every single Sunday, no matter what the topic of, of whatever. And sometimes we, we reach down and we touch our heart in a certain way. And sometimes we, we're just stupid on here. We have so much fun and it's okay. So I, I hope to my listeners, you enjoyed this episode of Motivational Sundays with Kevin and Friends. And like I said, today is all about kindness. You know, find 1,000 reasons to be kind to someone. My grandfather always said, when you get to a place in life, which this is where we're at right now, it is you need to help someone else. It is your duty. It's your responsibility. Don't be selfish. And with that said, reach one, teach one. I'm going to pause for a second to say um two more times in case you're counting. And we're going to fade to black and we're out. Mm-hmm.